two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4Patriots.com tutor. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Buck Sexton, and you're listening to the Tudor Dixon Podcast, part of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Podcast Network. Welcome to the Tudor Dixon Podcast. I'm Tudor Dixon, and I'm so glad you're with me today because today I have one of my dear friends with me, and I'm really excited to chat with him, the founder of the Walk Away Campaign, Brandon Strock. Brandon, we've known each other for about, I think it's like five years now that we've known each other, and you are one of my favorite people because no matter how long it is between us talking, it's just like we pick up right where we left off. You're one of those friends, and I love that about you. Thank you. Yeah, we clicked right away. Um, we, you and I met in October, uh, well, maybe just before October, September-ish of 2018. You were working on a movie, which I ended up having like a teeny tiny part in, and I think we went out to lunch, and we just clicked. And yeah, we've been friends ever since. So I don't think I've ever told you this, but I watched your video. Actually, my mom sent me your video. I once was a liberal. And so for people who are listening, so Brandon is the guy who had, it was like this kind of sexy looking video where he was like, I once was a liberal. And then we all were blown away. Right. And my mom sent this to me. She's like, oh my gosh, this guy is so cute. You've got to watch this video. And then when, when we were having you come out to Grand Rapids, I'm like, oh, I'm so intimidated because this guy is like, you know, really cute and, and very famous and you were totally normal. So, I mean... You know. You're like, yeah, he, he actually he's a big loser is what you're saying once you found, when, once you met me. No, um. <laughs> no, you were you were very I was actually surprised and I thought you were much younger than me, but I think we're like the same age. So that made me happy, too. Like, secret. <laughs> yeah, good. no, I mean, I, I definitely don't um, take myself super seriously and I never have. And I have a background. Actually, some people don't know. I did a lot of acting. I, I did acting and then I became a hairstylist and then I started the walkway campaign. It's been a weird journey. But I always like to bring a lot of sort of the 
I like to do things for the conservative movement in a way that I feel like they, a lot of people are not doing that, you know, like kind of a fresh perspective. And so what I wanted to do is bring a little bit of theatricality to the presentation of like my videos and my message and things like that. So when I made that first video, I, I wanted it. I mean, I didn't have a budget first of all, so I didn't have any money, but I, even if I did, I kind of wanted it to just be clean and simple and a little bit dramatic. And so I just put on a black t-shirt and a black background and shined a light in my face and talked about all the reasons why I was walking away from the Democratic Party. And it was, I mean, it was like kind of a dramatic, intense video, but I think ultimately it, it achieved its purpose because I think a lot of people, uh, it resonated with a lot of people. It's still resonating. I think that's the best part about it. You just recently launched Walk Away Social. And I think sometimes when people hear, oh, there's a new social platform, they just think, oh, I can't add another one. But this is really unique. And so I want people to really check this out and see what it is. Because I think that when I think of social media, I think of a place that is kind of dark now. And it's this like, you know, my life is better than yours or you're wrong. And it's just a place where people argue or brag, but walk away is totally different. So explain to us a little bit about walk away social and why people should go there. Yeah. And, and thank you for that setup. I appreciate that. So we, I started a Facebook group in 2018 after I launched that video that we were just talking about. And over the course of the next two and a half years, the group grew to 511,000 people, a little more than that. And this wasn't just a group where people come and you know post memes and stupid little things that they see on the internet. We kept it a, an incredibly tight, well-moderated group where we only allowed people to, to share testimonials. So people were sharing either written or video testimonials telling their stories about either why they walk away from the Democratic Party or we also, for people who have never been on the left, we call that community the walk with people. They walk with those who walk away to support. And so I encourage walk away and walk with people to create testimonials. And um, for the walk with people, they talked a lot about you know their values, why, if you're a Republican, why you're a Republican or conservative and why people should walk away from the left. And we had like thousands of videos and tens of thousands of written testimonials. and. On January 8th of 2021, Facebook, we all woke up and it was just everything was gone. Facebook had banned the group. They had banned the personal accounts mm -hmm. of all my admins and all of that content, all of those videos, the stories and the community, everything was gone. And so we had a decision to make about do we try to just move Walkaway over to another platform, which I think for a lot of people who don't really fully understand social media, because I had people reaching out being like, just go to Twitter or, you know, Donald Trump is coming out with Truth Social. Just go over there. And it's it required very specific functionality. I mean, we needed groups. We needed to be able to moderate the groups. We needed to be there's a lot of things we needed to make it work. So we made the decision to build our own. And that's what we've done. It took a long time. But about a little less than two months ago, I, I launched Walkaway Social and so this is a platform, it's autonomous, it's to rebuild the walkway slash walk with community. It functions very similarly to Facebook. People can find it on the Google Play Store, or the Apple App Store. But to your point, what I'm not asking people to do is just join another social media platform where once again, they're going somewhere else and posting and doing all this. What I want is to primarily rebuild the walkway movement in the community. So there's a testimonial group on Walkway Social, just like there was on Facebook, where people can upload their videos or their written stories. 
We also have state groups for all 50 states. So people can join these state groups and it's amazing. I mean, they can either uh, plan events or they can post things about political happenings. They can they can plan things like activism um, activities or uh, socialization. I mean, people want to just get together with like-minded people and go to movies or do a meet and greet or go out for pizza, whatever. They can do all these things in their state groups. We have discussion groups. What you just said, I think, is important. Meet up together, go out for pizza. Because when when I was following Walk Away on Facebook back before it got kicked off, and, and I think that's also significant because I don't think people realize how many conservatives were just removed from social media. And it's your business. It's everything. And your whole history is just wiped completely clean. But when you talk about people gathering together, that's important because when it was on Facebook, it was over. It was really overwhelming to me, the number of people who would go, I'm totally ostracized from my friends. I've lost everybody because I decided that there were certain things and it was multiple, you know, it was always a different variety of things, but there was something about the far left or, or the liberals that I can no longer be. I can no longer be a part of that. And just me coming out and saying that was enough for me to get kicked out of my friend group. And I'm really lonely. And it became a place where people were like, no, no, well, let's do something. Let's get together outside of politics. Let's just hang out. Absolutely true. And I, I to this day, I hear from people all the time who say that they met uh, their best friends through the walkway movement. They met, you know, a, a new peer group through the walkway movement. And um, I mean, I even know many people who launched careers because of the walkaway movement. Uh, I, I've heard many times, <clears throat> excuse me, from people who have told me, you know, I had never been on really active on social media. I'd never uploaded a video before, but I made a walkaway video. I told my story, I uploaded it and my story got you know, hundreds of thousands or uh, a million views. And then all of these people started following me. And now I do my own podcast or, you know, I have my own channel and that's what I do now. I know a lot of people who made a walkaway video and a lot of people started following them because of their walkaway video. And now they're running for office and people have even gotten elected. Oh, that's so, so cool. It's, yeah, it's had this very far reaching effect. And it is devastating that Facebook took the community down and and that, you know, all of that sort of the, the or the origin of the whole thing is a little bit lost now, especially when we live in such kind of evil times where the left contorts and bends the narrative of things. I mean, if, if you were to go on Wikipedia or something like that and look up walk away what you would read is that it was a Russian propaganda campaign that was supported oh, by, geez. you know, Russian bots and, and paid actors and fake testimonials and all this stuff. And it's, to me, it's very, very sad that I don't, I don't really have the receipts anymore of what it originally was, but you know, I'm a hard worker and I'm scrappy and I intend to rebuild everything from the ground up. I think that's the inspiration here for other people. And like I said, I, I sort of want to dive into the idea of what happened to conservatives over from 2016 on, because as the media gained more and more power, they started to cancel people. And we saw that through COVID. We saw a lot of people just get everything ripped away. If you if you say the wrong thing, I mean, this really is state media now. It's wrong think gets canceled. And I was having friends that were getting kicked off of Facebook left and right. And this was probably, I mean, this was even before COVID or any of that. We were seeing this movement to kick people off Facebook. And when people really started to say, we don't, you know, we're concerned about 
MAGA Republicans, people just started getting canceled. And I would see moms like the local mom from the soccer team kicked off of Facebook and she would go, this is how I find out about the soccer games. This is how I find out about the the school play. I mean, you have groups on Facebook that allow you to know what's going on in your life. And that's when there was a lot of discussion about Section 230. And is this a public utility now or is this really a private company? But it destroyed people's businesses and their lives. And there was really no recourse, was there? There's no recourse whatsoever. And you know, even when they took down Walkaway, they didn't just take down the Walkaway group. They permanently banned. And by the way, we never got an explanation why. We were never told there was a post that violated. We'd never had a violation. So it's not even hmm. like three strikes, you're out or anything like that. I mean, we all woke up one day and everything was gone. But they didn't just ban the group. They banned every person who was an admin for the group. Oh, that yes, that's something that I think other people don't know, too. There could be somebody in your organization that is just someone who works on the page that no one knows their own personal social media is all removed. A hundred percent. And that's what happened. So everyone's personal social media was also removed. Anyone who was an admin. But to your point, we had people who were admins of our group who were literally just business people. Here's an example. The woman who at the time was managing our merch, you know, selling our T-shirts, our hats and things like that. She was an admin to the walkaway group because she needed to be able to go on and place an ad saying, hey, we have a new T-shirt or we have a new hat. They permanently banned her. So she lost her ability to manage merchandise for any of her other clients on Facebook. Everything was gone. Her entire business selling online merchandise gone. We had the same thing at the last company I was at because we had to be quite honest, Steve Bannon was working there. And so one of the guys that was just posting and he was not a he was not somebody that worked at the company. He was a contractor. So his company, his business was to post for multiple different social medias. Once you're kicked off your personal one, you then can't go into any others like you can't have an account. I think that's what people don't understand. So this contractor who deals in social media gets completely banned because one of the people that he works for gets banned. It's crazy. It's really crazy. And they don't offer any way to be able to get through to them, any way to communicate and say, like, hey, I think you've made a mistake here. Or, you know, look, if you're going to ban me, I guess whatever it is what it is. But please don't ban this woman whose business is selling T-shirts. Like, what are you doing? You know, I, I guess if you'd like, we can go down the road of what it's like to be a Republican <laughs> with people in Congress who don't seem to be getting the message about what's happening to people on the ground. I mean, I personally was really disheartened when I saw recently that the oversight committee had brought in all these people from Twitter, and it seemed like all they cared about was grilling these people about how they suppressed their Twitter accounts, the the, the Republican mm. members of Congress. Interesting. You know, mm. and I was like, you know, you've got a job and, and you're very, you know, these these are the people that are on Fox News every single night. You know, they're they're doing fine. OK, they're doing just fine. But there are a lot of people out there who depend on social media uh, just to be able to pay their bills and to live. And I don't think that those people are being represented by anybody. And I don't think that those people are be being given any recourse to be able to air their grievances when big tech comes in, and pulls the plug on them. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. 
Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash tutor. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're in a position where you've always been really winning over the independence. You're, I mean, you have the walk wisp, but you've been winning over the independence and not necessarily for a side for sanity, really. I mean, you, you have been that voice that said, there are certain things that we just can't accept. And here's a safe place for you to be. So how do you bring those people back? I mean, you said it yourself, you're scrappy, you're rebuilding, you're, you're, and walk away is going well. You've had supporters that have stayed with you. So what does the future look like outside of Walkaway Social? How do you keep bringing people to this? Well, my plan at this point is to continue to try to get the word out about this new social platform. The most powerful tool that we have are the testimonials, the real real people using their voice and telling real stories. Here's one example. Um, a, a woman who I didn't even know four or five days ago named Natalie Beisner joined Walkaway Social. She created a video testimonial. She then took her video testimonial that she uploaded to Walkaway Social and she shared it on Twitter. 
you know, which obviously at this point, Twitter is, a, well, it always will be a much, much bigger platform than Walkaway Social. Once she shared the video that she uploaded from Walkaway Social to Twitter, within 24 hours, it got 1.3 million views. And it was Wow. And it was shouted out by Elon Musk, Monica Crowley, and a number of, of, of big personalities. And um, and in terms of like Twitter impressions, it got something like 3.5 million impressions in 24 hours, something like that. So these stories are the most powerful tools that we have to reach people because it's just real people using their voice and making video. I think that you're hearing people in a very raw way speak about the different issues that are important. And I know that it's a struggle to sometimes nail those issues and get them right. So right now, I mean, obviously we're hearing, hearing about crime. We're hearing about kids not being educated. I mean, kids that are coming out of school, not being able to read. We're hearing about the border. But what are you hearing on Walkaway Social? What do you think are the big issues that are causing people to say, you know what, it's gone too far? Well, I can tell you, I mean, one of the biggest things that is scaring people right now is it, I think that a lot of people feel like the walls are closing in on them as it pertains to what our Department of Justice is doing. And again, by extension, what a lot of big tech platforms and the media are doing in conjunction with the DOJ. I mean, I think that people are literally feeling like it's a dangerous time to be a conservative. And I'm sorry to say it is. Um, people are feeling like they don't have the right anymore to show up and protest or to speak out or to be open and honest about how they feel about uh, vaccines and medications and uh, mm -hmm. what's happening in, in, in our justice system and so many other things. People tell me all the time, you know, we're, we're afraid to say this, we're afraid to say that. People are feeling muzzled and silenced. But in addition to that, I'd say the biggest issues are immigration and the border. Uh, I think people are, are horrified and, and really scared about the, the surge of people coming into our country. And it seems like we have an administration who doesn't even care to try to address it or stop it. I mean, Biden didn't even go to the border for two years. Right. After. What do you remember it, though? Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. I mean, that's where we are yeah. today. I know it's not, it's like, whoa, how can we be here? But that's where we are. And I think that, I think we were all really disappointed after 2020, but then to get slammed again in 22, when do the Republicans and the conservative side, when do we wake up and say, elections have to be done in a different way and be honest about the fact that there is a ground game going on with Democrats that is not happening on the Republican side. You and I have talked about this. The Republicans are great at having gatherings and saying, come and see me, but we're not great at going out and seeing them. How do we change that? How do we, I mean, what will walk away do in 24 that we're going to see a bigger technology game, a bigger ground game? How do we win over those young people? You are like, really, I see you as one of the cool people on the conservative side. So how do we do it? So my plan and the plan of my team going into the next year and a half is this. We, we've we identified five to seven states that we feel like are really important to address. I mean, all 50 states are important, but there's going to be five to seven states realistically that we have to try to maximize our, our impact and our presence while we're there. And as far as I'm concerned, what we what Walkaway needs to do in these five to seven states in the next year and a half is really make an impact with uh, minorities, really make an impact with Gen Z. And what that looks like for us is trying to, as, as our budget allows, relentlessly go into these states, do things like town halls and live debates, 
And um, I want to get into not just colleges, but also high schools, if possible, and be talking to 17 and 18 year olds who are going to be coming out into the world and voting for the very first time. Many of these people, Gen Z people are, are voting, I think, in larger numbers than young people ever have before. But as we know, young people tend to, by default, be very liberal and I think very not indoctrinated, but I think swept into this false romanticism of what it means to be a liberal and somebody who cares about going out and fighting for social justice and fighting for gun control and things like that without really, I think, a proper understanding of the ways in which they're being used and manipulated. So I want to be talking to minority communities and young people and trying to share my walkaway story and share uh, the presence of the walkaway movement and that it's available for them and that they should get involved and be a part of that. But in addition to that, I also want to really educate myself and my team about what we can be doing that the Democrats are already doing in terms of uh, ballot collecting and in terms of reaching people to make sure that every vote is collected and counted. We're talking about this a lot as conservatives. We're now beginning to have this conversation about not just voting on Election Day and also where it's legal to ballot collect and, and be involved in that. The problem, as I see it, is I don't see anybody really effectively telling people how to do it. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, we're t I, you're, the key word there is talking. We need to have people really researching how to do this. And I think that's you and I have had this conversation. I know you're interested in doing that. And that's why I say Republicans need to get out there. I mean, it's important to have these events for for sure, to bring people together, to make sure people have the opportunity to hear. But it's also about going to people and getting that to them and having that voter contact in a different way. And I think groups like Walk Away have such an opportunity to go out there and do this and, and be running these issues campaigns in a way that you've heard things in a different way than we have. You just said something, you said not indoctrinated, but like romanticized, like swept away, you said. And I thought that's so interesting because sometimes the way we use words is offensive. And nobody wants to be told they were indoctrinated. Like you, you're completely brainwashed. You have no idea what you're doing. You know, I mean, it, but that really is what it sounds like. And so of course, young people are going to be like, back off, I'm fine. But the idea of being swept into something, it, it's really true. We were at an event the other day and a woman said, this generation wants to be a part of something. And that's that's like their signatures. I want to stand for a cause. But when you ask them what cause, they say, well, I don't know. If you want to stand for a cause, you can be swept into it. But we're making it sound like they're just walking robots. Right. Well, and sometimes in a way that can be the case. I mean, when you see things like uh, Jordan Neely in New York City, who ended up passing away after being restrained on the subway, and now you've got like dozens of young people throwing themselves mm -hmm. on subway tracks in New York City. I was watching that and I was thinking to myself, this is a very stupid thing to do and for a cause that is illogical. However, I'm so envious of the passion that the mm -hmm. young people have that we have none of on the in the conservative movement. I mean, for the love of God, uh, you know, they they raided Mar-a-Lago they came and rounded up a president of the United States and, and, and indicted him on bogus charges mm -hmm. you know, while he's actually running for president. They have come into suburban neighborhoods with military-grade vehicles and rounded up old people on misdemeanor charges for walking inside the Capitol. And it's stunning silence 
on the conservative movement for all of it. But you've got something as ridiculous as a person who got on the subway and started threatening people and was restrained and tragically died. And young people are willing to throw themselves on subway tracks for this person. And we saw, I mean, it, it was hideous what happened in 2020. But look at the passion and the energy of these young people to go out and, and protest and, and even more than protest for George Floyd. Imagine if we could harness that energy and get those young people and that passion geared toward patriotism and causes that are actually important to preserving our freedom and our liberty and our constitution. If there's a way that we can harness that energy and direct it towards something that's, that's positive and productive, that's something that I want to be a part of. And that's something that excites me. And it should be a place that we're providing to young people that we're not. I think that's interesting because if you look back at 2020, I mean, look at Minneapolis, struggling minority owned businesses endured over more than a billion dollars of damage in Minneapolis alone. And those young people probably didn't realize that they were out there, what they were doing was also allowing a seedy side of protesting that turns into rioting to go in and destroy these businesses. And then who was coming in to actually bring the businesses back? There wasn't anyone, you know, that, and we don't talk about that, but we, there is a way to get out there and to be passionate and give, give young people home to be passionate and stand for something. But maybe that is something that we are lackluster in. It's something that we're lackluster in, but we're going to need to do everything that we can as soon as possible to figure it out. Because, um, you know, I think that what we're doing is not working. And we're, we're, as we speak right now, we're falling into traps that are being set by the left. I actually feel um, like what happened last night at the CNN town hall with President Trump was almost the perfect metaphor for what's happening to Republicans and conservatives as we go into this election cycle. You've got this rabid leftist who is trying desperately to control the narrative to the point of interjecting, speaking over. And then, you know, when President Trump was finished answering, she would summarize what he had just said, but she would do it completely inaccurately. It's oh, so basically what you're saying is that you don't care about women. Got it. Uh, OK, so basically what you're saying is that, you know, you don't care. And I was looking at that and I was thinking to myself, this is we're being baited and trapped all the time, I think. Oh, 100%. Yes. That's why she was hammering away so hard at at the subjects like abortion in January 6th. And we're always in a position of defending ourselves and defending ourselves on issues that aren't even real or true. It's a a left wing narrative of something that didn't even happen. And we're constantly like flailing around going like, but, uh, you know, I think I'm sorry to say, look, if you're a conservative, you can be pro-life. And I have admiration for that. I, I I respect why you feel the way you feel, but you've got to, we're at a moment of great reckoning where you have to make a decision. If, do you want to save this country or not? And do you want to preserve the America that you grew up in or not? Because if you keep hammering away at this abortion issue or a handful of other issues, we're going to lose. You know, it's interesting that you say that because obviously that was the issue in Michigan and certainly abortion affected my race significantly. And and then coming out of that has been I really feel like I was put in that position because it gave, gave me a, a way to talk to people about this, because I think that there's this feeling that if you give an inch on that, they it's you're not faithful that you don't you're not loving you know there's a a position on the pro-life side that you you have to be zero 
you know, we're, we live in the absolute on the pro-life side. And I was talking to some women over the weekend and I said, look at, at what you could have done in Michigan. We could have gone from 24 to 26 weeks to 12 weeks. And we could have considered that a major celebration, a major win. But you're not going to legislate this in a way that you're going to get what you want because the people aren't there. This is a culture issue. So why don't we celebrate wins for life? And if Michigan someday goes from 30,000 abortions to 25,000 abortions, we've done something right on the ground. There are other ways of being pro-life that doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you're giving that up. But come around with support for families. Come around with support for young women. Make it make it amazing to have a family. But understand that the wins on the legislative side are going to be going to I mean, 12 weeks would be in line with other Western countries, but instead Michigan got up to the moment of birth. And so do you want to have a complete loss or do you want to celebrate the small win? Exactly right. Yeah. And it's <clears throat> things like that are being perceived and they're being spun you know, by the left as, as a war on women and a war on rights. And that's terrifying to a lot of people, especially when, you know, a lot of people are misinformed about these issues and Republicans don't do a great job of counter messaging the attacks that are on us. But to your point, or you, I feel like you were starting to say for all the, you know, the energy that's put into the pro-life movement, I don't really see a lot of great alternatives that are being offered to people. Like I actually know in the state of Wisconsin, the adoption process is actually very difficult for, for right. a lot of people. They don't make that easy. And um, I'm working right now with some people on the ground in Wisconsin because they're saying, you know, we're we're pushing this like anti-abortion message. But then we're, with no alternative. Yeah. But then we're also making it impossible uh, for for young women to go through the adoption process. Right. In fact, if I recall correctly, the the woman out of Wisconsin was telling me that it's actually like required for the woman to go to uh, like a hearing and basically announce that she intends to give the baby up for it's like this hideous process. If you want to encourage women to carry their babies and put either keep them or put them up for adoption, you have to somehow make that process very uh, enticing and and appealing and easy. Let's take a quick commercial break. We'll continue next on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them, sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. Folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is, quote, worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets, so you can power more devices at once, and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4 slash tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4 slash tutor. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't you think the left makes everything seem enticing and easy and we make everything feel really hard? That's like the lesson that I've taken from running for office is what are we doing to, to speak life into people to in all different areas, whether it is to be passionate about the border and to be passionate about what's happening and how much harm there is at the border, to be passionate about getting fentanyl off the streets, to get crime off the streets. All of those things were angry. We've become angry, but you've always been, to me, you've always been this like really positive light. And you have always, I mean, our conversations, we have obviously chatted quite long today, but that's because our conversations are always filled with hope. And I think that that's why you have been able to go through this dark period where they've tried to take you down. The left has said, we lost one of our own and we will take him down. But you've been able to continue to thrive through that and be a shining light in this darkness. So I, I really appreciate that you've been able to do that. Thank you, Tudor. And I, I, I will say I'm rarely bothered by what the left does, because I already made my peace long ago with the fact that, you know, the left wishes to destroy anything that they see as a threat to their ideology Mm -hmm. or their agenda. I'm in their way. So of course they're going to lie about me. Of course they're going to try to get me banned from big tech platforms and from banks and things like that. That's, that's, that's what they do. But when I get upset or I start feeling uh, hopeless or I start feeling like the, the path forward is just too difficult, it's because of conservatives. That's the truth. I mean, mm-hmm. I that's where I, I sometimes just beat my head against the wall and say, can I do this another day? Because there is not an equal and opposite reaction on the right to the, what the left does. And I'm sorry to say that we've, we're at this point where like enough people are just not uncomfortable yet. And I, I almost am at the point where I'm kind of rooting for things to get a little worse. Because I'm like, it, it's, people are not uncomfortable enough yet that they realize, no, it's not, we're not talking to everyone else. We're talking to you. Literally, you person who's listening right right now, I'm talking to you. You are the person who needs to get involved. You're the person who needs to speak up. You're the person who needs to show up when we do events. Or come together. Is your ego 
is your ego, are you, do you have enough space in your ego to come together with other people in the conservative movement? Because that's been something I've found has been tough. Oh yeah. I mean, that's, that's a whole nother thing. I mean, that's, so if you're talking about like the average everyday conservative on the ground, who's just working their job, living their life, doing their thing. To me, the biggest issue there is complacency and not getting involved. If you're talking about the people on the right who have made a career out of being, um, activists or influencers or creating organizations that espouse that they're trying to, you know, save America's youth or, uh, you know, get people involved in, in whatever. Um, no, it's hideous. It's absolutely hideous. The level of pettiness, competition, uh, using funds and, and power and proximity to powerful people to try to stomp out effective grassroots organizers and activists and keep them from rising up because God forbid, Someone might get the spotlight for five minutes and take it away from you, or God forbid, a potential donor might see this person and say, I'm really interested in what this person's doing too. Then that becomes a threat to people that they might lose. It's horrible. And That's been the success on the left, though. It is the the organizations that go out and meet people where they are, like I said, and and I think that's what you're doing. And I love that that's what you're doing. And I love that you have ignored that those people that have been trying to hold you back or even the people on our side that have not given you the love that you deserve. And I appreciate that you keep going and I am excited to watch what you're doing next. And I want to keep talking. So I want you to come back and tell us how things are going, especially through 24. It's going to be very interesting to see what's happening, but I just, I'm so grateful for you coming on today. Brandon Strock, make sure you follow him. He has the walkaway campaign. Tell them again, how they go to walkaway social. Thank you. Um, so, uh, it's available on any Android devices and any iOS devices. So if you're an iPhone or an iPad or an Android tablet or phone user, just go to uh, the Google play store for Android users go to the Apple App Store for uh, Apple users, type in Walkaway Social. It takes you know 15 seconds to load the app, and then it takes about 30 seconds to sign up and create an account. And once you create an account, what we want you to do is just join our different groups. We automatically join you to the testimonial group and the discussion group, but join your state group and get involved in your state group. Uh, you know, Make sure that you're in there interacting with people in the discussion group, but most importantly, share your story. Go into the testimonial group, upload your video or your written testimonial, share your story, let people know, and then tell other people. I keep telling people, text five of your friends and tell five of your friends to get on Walkway Social and share their stories and, let, and sh get in their state groups and let's share the community. We're also available for people who don't like to use apps. Uh, we're available on the web at walkawaysocial.com. Just like Facebook or anything else, you can use it on your browser, your computer, walkawaysocial.com. But our mobile apps are really great. So I, I encourage people to load the app, get on there and every day open it. You don't have to spend two hours on there, but every day open it for five minutes. Watch a video and share it. Share it on Twitter, Facebook and True, True Social. Get her anywhere. And uh, let's rebuild this movement. Awesome. Brandon Strzok, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you all for joining me on the Tudor Dixon podcast for this episode and others go to TudorDixonPodcast.com. You can subscribe right there or you can go to Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you join me next time on the Tudor Dixon podcast. Have a great day. 
two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be with the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X. This new solar generator has double the capacity and is expandable, so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas, ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot Power Generators. Go to 4patriots.com tutor to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com tutor. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.